This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. 2020, first show of 2020, technically. Uh, I know the award show came out on New Year's Day. Hopefully you listened to that. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you didn't disagree too much. But um, first show of 2020. I'm excited. Full disclosure, I recorded an episode last week. I had some shit going on. Was going to record one Monday. We'll get into it. I recorded one last week, and it was just a little... Like, I'm pretty low energy right now. I've drank some caffeine. I've been napping a lot just because, you know, whatever. You know, why not take a nap? Um, But I need to break out of that. I've been working out, trying to break out of the nap thing, right? But I took one today, of course. Got off work. I wake up early, right? Got to be at work super early tomorrow. We got this stupid whatever. Uh, But I'm going to try to break out of the funk, right? So anyway, last week, recorded a show. Just... ah, Low T, a low T show, and it was a lot of like, you know, mm, about me. Uh, I didn't really want to do that. You know, this is an MMA show. I do sprinkle in some anecdotes, some stories of my life. I'm going to do that in this show, right? I got a lot going on. Uh, God, I sound like I'm such from Ohio right there. If you, if you don't know what Ohio accent sounds like, re-listen to me saying, I got a lot going on. That's what Ohio people sound like. Um. Yeah, but I'm back. I'm I'm happy to be here. 2020, let do it. I know it's like the what 13th is today. Yeah, today's the 13th. So it's been technically you know almost two weeks into the new year that you're getting a show. But you know I'm not gonna just give you a show when there's no fight. It's Conor McGregor fight week, baby. McGregor's fighting. We're gonna talk about McGregor. We're talking about his two interviews he has done. I just I just got finished watching the Arrow one. He did one with the Mac Life that came out last week as well. We'll get into we'll pre basically the show is gonna be about Connor and it's gonna be about previewing UFC two forty six. We are gonna have a pick 'em. I'm excited about this card. It's kind of a weak card, right? I'm excited about Connor. I'm excited about a few choice fights, but it's a thinner card because they're paying Connor McGregor a lot of fucking money. They're paying Cowboy Cerrone a lot of fucking money, so they can't load it, load it down. They they want to make money themselves. But for the first of the year, we're getting Connor McGregor. Uh, 18 days into 2020. I'll take it. It's going to be a killer of a fight. I don't know how this fight misses. Um, it's going to be awesome. Should have shut the blinds before I start recording because that sun is creeping right in boys' eye line. You know what? No no excuses. No excuses for 2020. I'm playing through. But we're going to preview UFC 246. We're going to talk about the interviews. Um, first things first, though. I tweeted this out this morning. I've been a little off social media for whatever reason. Not really off it. I've been on it. I just haven't really been tweeting. I mean, I feel like I don't have like a ton to say unless there's like fight related. And I feel like we've haven't had a fight in two years. However, uh, as most of you know, Devin, who who does the pick and podcast with me, he kind of co-runs the Instagram MMA takes. Uh, Brock Weaver, and I was debating on saying the the fighter's name, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway because fuck it, why not? Uh, Brock Weaver, who won the uh, want who won a contract on the Contender Series, been around for a while. He fought Joe Riggs and Bare Knuckle. Um, very interesting dude. Gave an electric post fight. He had a fight uh, announced. He's fighting Rodrigo Vargas in New Mexico. He got pulled from his UFC debut for some some USADA stuff that wasn't USADA stuff. He was cleared. Devin reached out, not reached out to him, but said, "Hey, you know, he shared uh, the fight that got announced in Brock." shared our share essentially and then devin was like hey but you want to come on the pocket he's like yeah let's do it monday or tuesday i'm at a family party mind you so then i i look at my phone i got all these fucking things so then i go hey you know let's do this 
He's like, absolutely, this is on a Friday night. I don't talk to him Saturday. Sunday night, about 10 o'clock, we confirm for Monday at 12.30 my time, one th- or 12.30 his time, 1.30 my time. He's an hour behind us there in uh, beautiful uh, Alabama. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we did that, and then uh, he bailed. I gave him my number. He wanted me to give me his my number. He was going to text me when he's done training. And, you know, 1.30, 2.30, 3.30 rolls around. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, I mean, I didn't think the guy was going to be on time. But, you know, I guess, you know, we're not doing this. You know, I'm texting Devin, telling him Devin's kind of getting a little worked up. Now, listen, Brock Weaver doesn't need to come on the podcast. I am a little too stubborn, right? I'm a very punctual guy. I like to be on time. Um, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Now, everyone forgets. I should have been the bigger man and shot him another DM and be like, hey, we still on for today. Right, because he could have just completely forgotten. I'm sure he gets a lot of interview requests, and for a fact, I know he does because he's been sharing a bunch of podcasts that he did last week. He did some. He did like two or three shows, like uh, shows I've never heard of. So I need. To, I want to listen to him anyway. Um, we were going to put out one last week. It was going to be an uh, interview with Brock Weaver. I was going to kind of talk about whatever the fuck. Uh, so he bailed, right? So Devin got a little worked up. I'm not too worked up about it. Devin has since calmed down because Devin was hustling, trying to get this guy on, trying to get any fighter on. You know, we want to build this brand here. And uh, we almost had him, right? And then I'm going to take probably, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to take 40% of the blame because I should have definitely followed up with the DM, right? People forget, you know, I'm a nobody. Brock Brock Weaver doesn't. I almost said Brock Lesnar. Brock Weaver doesn't know me. He doesn't owe me anything, right? Uh, He's doing me a favor, so I should have followed up for sure. My thing is, is if if, we're all grown men, if you confirm something, not even twelve hours, you know, later, like we're gonna that you're we're supposed to do said. I don't want to confirm ten times. I confirm with you at ten o'clock at night. Don't want to confirm. Have to confirm in the morning and confirm an hour before. You know, whatever. Maybe that's my problem. I don't know. But we almost had him, guys. So if you're listening to this, um, go ahead and tweet Brock Lesnar or Brock, fuck, I did it again. Brock Weaver, tweet him. He's on. He's on. Uh, he's on Twitter. Instagram him. Be like, hey, I thought you were supposed to be on MMA Takes Podcast, man. We want to hear you on the podcast. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Do me a favor and do that. Right, and then it, while you're at it, while you're doing me favors, find out the person that gave me a uh, two star review too. Find me that person, okay? I like to have a couple words, but uh, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. All right, so UFC 246 this weekend. We're gonna get into all that. We're gonna get into all the Connor stuff. I'm happy to be back. I'm excited to be back. Felt really kind of not as low T as I did last week, but I felt a little low energy. I was gonna I was gonna slam a drink, a soda before I came on. I was like, nah. We're going to go Gatorade, and we're going to warm up, right? I don't want to be too in your face. Uh, but I got to tell you, talking to you, talking in this microphone, being back, being talking fighting, talking MMA, ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited for GFC 46, even though it's not the, the strongest card in the world. Um, let's go some some of the current news. Like I said, we'll, we're going to talk about the Connor interviews. We're going to end the show with 246. We got real note. I mean, that's all that's been on 246 has been... Um, or yeah all the mma junkie mma fighting all they got is connor stuff right i mean the guy the guy's absolutely just taking over the world um what i want to talk about real quick is a lot of fights have been announced columbus as most of you may know i live in gorgeous cincinnati and columbus uh is holding it's about two hours away hour and a half away they're holding a ufc um March 28th 
if that Toyo tires pops up again, I'll never buy Toyo tires. Sorry, I'm looking up the card. I mean, so we got Felder Hooker. February slammed. For being a short month, February has slammed. Leap year, right? Me and my buddy were talking about this. Leap, there's a leap year today. So we, this year we have February 29th. It's on a Saturday. Ben and Videsa figure out in Virginia. Thought about going to that because Virginia's not all that far away. But wh- why isn't leap year more celebrated? It comes once every four years. When the Olympics happen, people lose their goddamn minds. When the World Cup happens, people lose their goddamn minds. Leap year is an extra day to be alive. And it's an extra day in the world that happens once every four years and we don't celebrate it? Huh? There's a thing on, on 30 Rock. If you ever watched the show of 30 Rock where they literally celebrate it and people are like, what is happening? It's like, like, that should be celebrated. So my buddy and I, we're going we're gonna to celebrate the shit out of that day. Uh, hopefully he is prepared to do a watch a bunch of fights but yeah we got a whole so here let me look at the columbus card we'll, we'll go to this i got a couple more personal stuff to talk about but this columbus card is coming together so jeff hughes uh, a higher guy on it randy costa this is the second time i've seen him fight live fight martin day davy grant versus lewis smoka both guys who i don't know how they're still in the ufc uh mizuka and inuai versus tisha torres sam alvarez khalil roundtree which i think is khalil roundtree's last fight uh, a Sun Sal versus Cody Garbrandt, Jorgen Nicastro versus Greg Hardy, main event Anganyu versus Rosenstruck, and then I think Aspen Ladd is fighting Juliana Lima. Banger of a card for an ESPN Plus card in Columbus. I love it. I can't. I can't wait for it. I can't fucking wait for it. Speaking about can't wait for it, you know, I joked with Devin on the thing that you know I'm gonna bring my mouthpiece instead to columbus just in case one of those guys back out you know i can make weight i'll get in there and step in i'm i was kidding i'm not that was like a thing that like dan hardy used to do back in the day in england like he'd go anywhere with him you keep a mouthpiece in his pocket because he never knows when a fight's gonna pop up because they'll give you gloves you'll find shorts you know you can't get a mouthpiece um so i joke about that but speaking about mouthpieces so as you guys know your boy's getting back into it now i have no intentions on fighting I have no intentions on competing. I'm an old washed dog, right? But it's the only way I can get in shape, right? I don't like running. I don't like lifting fucking weights. I want to learn a new skill, and I want and it. It just happens. What I like is 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 a really good workout. So I went out, treated myself, treat yourself. 2020, actually, it's probably 2019. Um, I bought myself a custom mouthpiece. Uh, for myself for Christmas, right? It was I, I ordered it. I think the day after Christmas, maybe the two days after Christmas. Wife got me the Japan gloves, the the winning gloves, which maybe I'll get into a little bit because that's been a whole fucking thing. Uh, she gave me money for those, but I went out and was like, you know what? I'm gonna get this mouthpiece. Now there's a million different companies, million, right? So I did I did research, right? It came down to two, and now I, I was thinking about not naming them or naming them. I don't want to give the guys shine, right? So one. The one company, when it came down to the two, the one company, every time I get on Facebook, they're advertising. Every time I get on Instagram, they're advertising, right? Probably because of my cashier or my cookies or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're like, you use this code, you get $20 off. So I go, okay. And I didn't want a crazy design, right? I just wanted like a, a plain color mouthpiece. So I went on there, tried to use the code, didn't work. It was only for certain mouthpieces, which if you want to piss me off, that's the way to do it. So it pissed me off. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go to the other guy. Now, the other guy, if you, if you, I'm not going to say his name, right? If you go to 
YouTube and type in custom mouthpieces, custom MMA mouthpieces, custom boxing mouthpieces. There's one guy that shows up, right? There's a bunch of different companies that show up, but you'll you'll know who the guy is because there's a picture of a guy, right? That's all I'm going to say. This guy, I watch those videos, right? And he looks like, and I follow him on Instagram. He looks like he does incredible work. He works with some of the biggest stars, the biggest names, what have you. Um, so I was like, okay, this guy's cool. So I watched these videos and he has like four or five of the competitors laid out. He didn't name names on those videos. He disabled comments, but he's very like, obviously he's a salesman. He's sitting there talking about how shitty this one is and how shitty that one is. And, oh, I got to take this out. This hurts too much. The video, the one part of the video, right. That I, that I love is the production time. He was just shaming these guys on how it should not take longer than these many days to get it done. Okay. That's what we're going to focus on. So to speed this along, I order the fucking thing, right? They send me out putty. You got to mold your mouth yourself. Then you got to take pictures and send it to the guy, text or email. So I, I do it right when it comes in. I do it right. I follow the video instructions perfectly. I bit down, right? And I'm missing a molar in my back because I had a, uh, I had a, uh, an extra wisdom tooth. I had five wisdom teeth. I had an extra wisdom tooth that was coming on top of the molar. So they pulled the molar and let the wisdom tooth kind of come into place. Well, it came in too far. So I ended up having to get that pulled too. So fuck me, right? So I'm missing a molar back there. Anyway, put this thing in, do the instructions, whatever, take it out. Looks pretty good, right? I thought it looked pretty good. I sent the guy a picture of it. He responds right away, right away and goes, ah, I give that a C plus. Do you want to do it again? And do it again means I got to buy more putty. And I and he comes from California, so it takes five or six days to get to me. And I'm like, I'm not a professional fighter. I'm, I'm only going to use this when I go and do the classes or go join the gym and protect my teeth and what have you. No. And furthermore, a C plus is fucking passing, guy. If I got a C, or excuse me, a C minus. If I got a C minus in high school, I'd fucking show my parents. They'd be like, you kidding me? Look at this. I got a C. Uh so I'm like, no, I said, I'm not going to, I don't want to redo it. I, I said, you know, this is, this okay. If a C minus, you can, if you can make a mouth guard out of this and it fits my teeth, then no, I'm not going to redo it. I'm not going to spend $20 on putty or whatever it was. So he goes, okay. And he gives me all these rules and all these demands. And if you watch the videos, he's very demanding. Uh, you know, he's just, he's got a kind of an arrogantness to him a little bit, right? So then he goes, make sure you write C minus on the package. So I know that it's not blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and he's protecting his brand and he's a good salesman. Cause I fell for it. And I, I went with him. So I sent it away the day I got it, the day I sent it back out. I don't, I don't fuck around. Right. He comes in the mail, put it in my teeth. It's going right back out. I could have probably chased the goddamn mailman out of my neighborhood and gave it back to him. That's how quick I was. Um, so it gets to him last week, last uh, Wednesday, right? Last Wednesday, it got to him. They sent me an email saying, hey, listen, we received your, your mouth guard. Okay, great. I didn't pay for the extended, whatever the fuck, the turbo, whatever they have. You know, they have multiple things you can pay. I pay for the standard, right? Now, he, the cut back to the video where he shamed, shamed these guys for how long they took, right? So I returned it to him Wednesday. They said, we received your impression, blah, 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 blah. Come Friday, I got another email and I go, oh, damn, that was quick. I thought it was an email coming out saying, hey, we're shipping your thing. Took three days, right? This guy's bragging that it's a seven day turnaround. So I figured you got to get my basic mouth guard done in three days if you want to get it to me in seven, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of across the country from you. I get an email Friday saying, oh, just to let you know. And it's funny because 
they don't give me his name. They just give me the ty- the company name of him. And they said, he's out with the severe flu. So the production of all mouth guards is delayed. And I go, a severe flu? He just has the flu. You don't have to put severe in there. Like, I just, I'm going to, I'll, if, if I get my mouth guard, now I'm going to grade it on a bias because of, I guess, my shitty impression. But when I get it, and if it's not, the quality isn't what I think, right? Then I will reveal his name on this podcast and I will fucking bash him i will tell that guy to go fuck himself i'll go order from that other company that is throwing 20 dollars off scams online i'll go with them and I'll, I'll do a video comparison of these mouth guards and i'll fucking look at the camera and i'll tell this piece of shit you're no good they garbage okay it garbage that's just me giving them bits right that's just me giving the bits okay so um I have a couple other things, personal stuff. You know, I went to an MMA gym. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go there. There's one that opened up down my street. I'm excited about going. I've been putting in work in the in the boxing, and I, I or excuse me, in my garage. I got the double end up. I got the kicking bag up. None of that, right? I, I was going to bring that up. I'm, you know, we'll keep it simple, right? Too much chatter, too much whatever. Let's get to Conor McGregor. So Conor McGregor did an interview last week with the Mac Life. I was going to put some audio in here. Um, but I think you've probably seen it, right? If you're listening to this, you're listening to that. I'm a Conor McGregor guy. Admittedly, he's losing me a little bit, right? I like the one line, and I don't know if he said it on the Mac Life or if he said it on the aerial interview, but the one line that really tripped me up is he said he's he's gonna give a gift to us for of him fighting. I didn't love that, right? Like, you know, you're doing this whole thing where, like, I fight because I love it, and, like, you know, now you're saying it's a gift to us. That's, like, kind of a little weird, right? You're getting, you know, he he then also said in the aerial interview he's probably going to make $80 million for this fight. So who the fuck are you gifting anybody? You jacked the pay-per-view up for this. The pay-per-view is now 70 bucks, I think. $69.99, I think it, what it is. They jacked it up five more dollars for this Connor fight. They did the same thing with the Floyd fight. The Floyd fight, I think, was $80. Or maybe even a hundred. Don't gift us anything, okay? Like you're making eighty million. You're doing this for yourself, right? I like the the self awareness. I like that he's he seems a little more headstrong, a little more mature. Um, I like that he's kind of cutting down on the bravado. We'll see come press conference. He's doing a press conference Wednesday. We'll really see how that is. Um, uh, the only other thing I didn't love about the interviews were were. Um, Kavanaugh did an interview with the Mac Life as well, and he said that Connor dictates his training because no one knows more about MMA than Connor. Again, don't love it, right? I just I feel like you need and and that could just be, you know, Connor. Maybe that's just Connor, like what he wants to train that day. Um, I'm just hoping Connor just doesn't get to stop when he wants it. If he comes in and it's spar day, he goes, I don't want to spar, or he comes in and it's like light work day and he goes, I want to spar, and they're gonna let him do it. Like, I don't like that. Like, there needs to be some kind of reins on the guy. Um, but that could have been taken out of context. But the aerial interview, which I watched today, is 47, 46 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Uh, really good interview. Really good. Connor seemed real. They asked about the sexual assault allegations, didn't touch too much on it, but Years ago, whatever, there was a woman that claimed that Connor was the father of her child. There's a picture of her and the baby. The con- the baby kind of looked like Connor a little bit. I mean, she was Irish. They all fucking, you know, sorry, Irish people, but, you know, red hair, pale. I mean, they could, you know, that could have been anybody's. Um, and then he finally did. He didn't have to. In Ireland, whatever, law, I guess, Irish law, 
He really didn't have to submit a paternity test, but he did. And uh, he's not the dad, right? So that's a good news situation. Um, he's saying it's a clean slate and that all the sexual allegation stuff, like I think he still is getting accused about like kind of like picking up a girl and putting her in the car. And then there's things about him like having sex with a girl. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, if you're going to have me sit here and tell me, or if, if you want me to sit here and tell you that Conor McGregor hasn't fucked someone else besides his girlfriend, the mother of his children, I'm not going to do that. Of course he has. The problem with that, like as as fuck, I don't like, I'm not a cheater, right? I think if you're committed to somebody, you're committed to somebody, right? Conor McGregor could probably have any woman he wants, right? He's He has mother of his children. He seems like a family man, what have you. But you know he's going out there and banging on a broad. So it's just a fact. Every celebrity is. Every athlete is. Every week, LeBron James, who's married his high school sweet, sweetheart, he's getting caught in a girl's DMs, right? It, I mean, it's just, it's just when you're that level of fame, that level of money, it's just, it is what it is. It's not right. So I'm not going to see until Connor didn't fuck another woman. He's probably fucked hundreds of other women, right? But when it comes to a sexual assault and it's not consensual and stuff, that's where it gets like a little dicey, a little icky, obviously, because it's, it's a horrible thing that any man does. Um, I'm hoping because I like Connor. I love Connor. I'm hoping all these charges get uh, wiped away and there's no factual evidence to him, just like him having this kid. Um, that's what I hope for the sake of the fact that I love Connor and I don't want to see a woman have to go through sexual assault through a, an athlete like Connor McGregor. That'd be, that'd be brutal. That'd be horrible. Um, I also think Connor maybe just needs to tighten up his crew a little bit more. He seems to be in a good mood. Watch the embedded before I got on here too. He's going into the PI and Cole Smith, who's a, a UFC fighter. I don't think he's, uh, he fucked me. I thought he won his last fight. It was a very close decision, but Bantamweight, he's out there and he fucking asked Connor for a selfie. Seemed like it was a nice exchange. Um, so, uh, yeah, he seems in a good mindset, right? I like the confidence. The confidence isn't dialed up to a 10 yet. The confidence, I say, is about a 7. He's, he's, he's approaching it a little more humble. A lot of people loved him working the mitts or whatever. He was just kind of flowy. Nothing really hard there. Um, my my biggest takeaway, my biggest thing is, is going to be the cardio. Because Connor's always had the skill, right? Even if you look at the Khabib fight, he did some things right in the Khabib fight, right? He's always had the skill. There's never been anyone in the UFC that's outstruck him essentially when he's been full tank, right? Like he dominated Nate Diaz in that first round of their first fight. And he gassed and he, and he lost, you know, he gassed and went for a shot and got choked out the second fight. He dominated the first three rounds and Nate started coming back. Cause he got tired. Uh, well, I take that back. I mean, Floyd Floyd. I mean, I know Connor is sitting there saying he's, he did well against Floyd. I mean, Floyd carried him that fight. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a different level there. Floyd, Floyd piece him up. But besides that, people are forgetting how good this guy is standing up, right? Now, a lot of people are throwing the idea out there, well, Cowboy has head kicks. Connor doesn't never have defended head kicks before. Connor goes forward a lot, right? And he does have good head movement. And you're right, he hasn't fought like a really devastating head kicker just yet uh, in his career. I mean, Eddie Alvarez wasn't much of a head kicker. Nate's not. Uh, I mean, Max Holloway was. I was at 45. Uh, Aldo's a good leg kicker, not much of a head kicker. Um, Khabib, obviously, I don't think Khabib's ever thrown a kick. I don't know if he knows how. I don't think his feet's ever left the mat. But that's a good point to bring up. We'll get into that in UFC 246. But the, the interview, the takeaway of the interview is, 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 is I'm excited about Connor being back. I, you know, I love the matchup. He's explained the 170 thing, which still, I get it. Don't cut weight. He wants to jump in for Khabib or Tony. I really doubt that's going to happen. Even if Khabib or Tony, one of them pulls out, I think Gaethje will probably slide in there. I think Connor 
it's going to be too much money for the UFC. They'll lose money on that event with it being in New York and Connor's troubles in New York. Don't think that's going to work out all that well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Like Connor did, you know, he talked about how he was drinking during fight week a couple times. Um, he hasn't drank in three or four months, you know, and, and it's hard to take him by his word now because he has said so many things. And, 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 and but I did, I did get a sense of it was really genuine. I did get a sense that, you know, he meant what he was saying. Like it was, it was genuine and, and, you know, he's back and, and I like it. And I'm glad that Sharoni's getting paid. I know Sharoni, listen, the guy's not hard up on money. He's got like every bonus ever. But he's he's the closed. Uh, I think they said Connor's Raymond Connor walks in the door. He's gonna make five mil. Cerrone's gonna make two. They're obviously gonna get pay per view points. I think Connor gets international points. I think Cerrone only probably gets domestic. However, that's still a lot of money for Cerrone, and they're probably gonna win some kind of bonus or whatever. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm really really excited about this fight. Uh, I've been watching a ton of UFC lately. Just just rewatching fights all over the place. And uh, God, I love this shit, man. God, I love this shit, huh? Um, the biggest takeaway also before we get to UFC 246, because I don't think there's really anything else besides UFC 246 that I want to talk about. What 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 time are we at here? 25 minutes? Okay. I want to keep this about 45. We'll see how that fucking goes. Um, a lot of fights have got announced. I'm not a great keeping up with the fight announcements. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. Um, some really good ones. Rose and Andras are rematching. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic one. But February is going to be stacked. There's a lot of... There's a pay-per-view February 8th. That's Jones-Reyes. And then a lot of fight nights in February. And I think uh, the New Mexico car looks really good. We talked about Benavidez, the uh, Figueroa for the lightweight title. That looks really good. So um, there's a lot of stuff popping in 2020 already. I love it. You know, And that March card. If you were listening to this and you want to you wanna meet the guy, you want to meet me, go... And you live anywhere near Columbus, right? Go to Columbus. We'll meet up. We'll have a drink. I don't drink, but I'll watch you drink a beer. I'll eat a wing with you. I love wings, right? Columbus is a great little town, man. It's a college town, but I love Columbus. It's, it's, it's a really, really fun place. If I was smarter and younger and wiser, I would have done better in high school and would have went to Ohio State. You know, I'm not an Ohio State fan. But I would have went to Ohio State just because, you know, Columbus is an awesome little town. So, all right. Um, but, 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 yeah, let's, you know, 2020, um, before we pre, we'll end the show on the on UFC 246 preview, we'll, we'll kind of break, not break down the fights, but we'll go over the fights because, again, they're not, they're not the thickest in the world. Um, 2020 for me, for this show, we're trying new things. I got a new outro song. That's the first. Uh, that's the first thing I'm, I'm excited about. A lot of people. I don't know if you guys love the old outro song. That was from uh, Boogie Nights, um, one of my f- all-time favorite movies. Um, but uh, the, the the new outro, I guess, song clip, whatever. It, it's it's gonna be fire. Stay tuned for that. Um, if you can guess, I I don't think you're gonna have to guess, but just for fun, tweet me at the end of the intro and tell me uh, who it is like where it's from and whatever, you know, send me a gif, whatever, Instagram me, whatever you got to do. That'd be fun. But, um, 2020 for me, I don't, I'm not a resolution guy, but I did make a resolution this year to be a little more patient. I kind of snap at people a little bit at work. I, I get in kind of altercations with customers and with people out in the real world. Just kind of have time for their bullshit. Right. And, uh, I don't do that really to my daughter or my wife. It's just kind of the people out in the world. I mean, I have, when I was younger, I had a real bad attitude problem, real bad anger problem. I've obviously curbed that a lot, but I could practice more patience. So 
to not to bore you to death, we'll kind of get this through this quick. Wife gives me money to order winning gloves. Winning Japanese gloves are the best boxing gloves I've ever used in my life. I already have one pair. I bought some last year. Overpaid like crazy on Amazon, like double the amount. Go to Winning USA. Shout out Winning USA. They're a great little company based in Redondo, California, Redondo Beach. Kazumuchi guy runs it. Everyone's bought gloves from him, right? I mean, he's he has sold everybody. You go into his shop. I've never been. Just seen pictures. You go to the shop, there's pictures of everybody. Everyone buys from him, right? He is the, the middleman in America for the Japanese um, winning factory, right? So if you order from him, right, he's got the rinkiest dink website. Like my 2008 uh, baseball website was better than, or no, excuse me, my GeoCities high school baseball website that I created with my dad was better than his website. His website is gross, but that's, you know, you're getting the best price. So instead of paying 400 or 500 bucks for a pair of gloves, I'm paying 245 Full disclosure, I paid $245 for a pair of gloves, whatever. I'm rich. Actually, my wife bought them. Um, so anyway, I, I had a lot of options. There's a bunch of different little markets you can buy from, and they ship quickly, but you got to pay certain fees, blah, blah, blah. I want to go with the Legend. So I went with the Legend, right? couple of hours, I ordered the day after Christmas. A couple hours later, they charged my credit card. So it wasn't instant. Got an email saying, this is that, you know, blah, it could be a delay, yada, yada. I've heard horror stories online about how Kazumuchi's his his communications rough. Doesn't like email, doesn't like calling. You know, one guy on Reddit was talking about how it took his gloves two months to get to him in Canada. And uh, you know, and he had no follow-up emails. He wouldn't get email back. So I took a risk, but I said, you know what? My resolution is more patience. I'm gonna go. I don't need these. I have a pair. This is just a want, right? So I could do it. And I also ordered a towel and a hat because I'm fucking awesome. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to order from this guy and I'm going to be patient. I have told a million stories on here of how horrible I am with shipping. I've ate people's lunch because shipping's been messed up. What have you, right? And I'm in the business. I know how it works. Um, <laughs> I'm in the business. I love saying that. I'm in the business. I'm an asshole. I'm such an idiot. Anyway. I decided to instead of paying a little more and getting it quicker, I'm going to go with the legend, Kazumuchi. I'm going to go with the pros, go. I'm going to pay less and just be patient, baby. So I ordered the day after Christmas, and I told myself when I ordered, got the email, blah, 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 no tracker or anything. I said, when I'm going to wait a month, if I don't get an email for tracking, if I don't get at the actual package in a month, I think that's a reasonable time, right? I think that's reasonable. I can wait a month. I made it 10 fucking days. I emailed him after 10 days and was like, hey, uh, and, he, and he only does email and he speaks kind of broken English. So I said, hey, I just want to make sure everything went through. No back order, no problem, blah, blah, He emailed me almost right away and said, your order shipped on January 6th, but they haven't emailed me tracking yet. I'll email you tracking when they email me tracking. I said, okay, great. Thank you, Cass. That was on a Monday. So I didn't get anything. If it shipped on January 6th, which was last Monday, a week from a week ago from today, I should have got e an email something by the end of the week. Well, I did. So I emailed him again today, a week later. And I said, hey, being nice, because the guy's an old man. I said, where's that tracking at? Where's it at? I need it. I need it. Just to, I just want to know where my fucking package is at, right? Paid a lot of money for this. I like to know where it's at. I'm waiting at this point almost a month, three weeks, whatever. Emails me back again and goes, oh, here's your tracking. Tracker for the Japan Post. So it's in Chicago. So it's in America. It's going through customs in Chicago right as we speak. Should probably get it at the end of the week. I don't know how long customs take. So I kind of already broke my, 
uh, my my resolution, which I'm not super happy about, but we're all fucking human, guys. All right, enough of that hogwash. Let's get to UFC 246. Again, the Conor McGregor show, guys. It's not the deepest card we've ever had. Uh, Devin and I are going to do a full pick them. We'll be out Friday. I'm going to do a little video, too. A lot of people in my inner circle, my friends, whatnot, they appreciated the videos I did. Stopped doing them maybe like a month or two uh, ago. And I don't really know why. I'm not great at editing, so it takes me a while. And then I think I got wrapped up and like, I got to get in shape or whatever, Um, which is true. But um, I think they're coming back, right? I broke down my statistics for last year, how many I was picking rights, how many underdogs I picked. I'm going to do a video about that. Plus a pick for UFC 246. Have not really locked down who I love yet. I looked at the lines for the first time yesterday. I was really surprised. A lot of really evenly close fights. Some fights kind of a little one-sided in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so first fight of the night, Sabina Mazo versus JJ Aldrich. Uh, I like JJ Aldridge. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm not picking her. I'm just saying I like her as a fighter. I think she's very talented. Comes out of Colorado. She has a win over Lauren, Mur, uh, Lauren Mueller. She looked really good in the first round against Macy Barber, who we know is a killer. Sabina Mazzo has a win over Shannon Dobson, who fucking cares. And then a win over, or excuse me, a loss over uh, Mayor Morose was her UFC debut. Um, so obviously I'm leaning Aldridge during that. But Sabina Mazzo, again, 7-1, talented girl. Um, not really a killer in there, but you know, Aldrich is, is a good boxer. She moves forward, comes from a good camp. She's tough, pretty well-rounded in my opinion. I think she struggles a little bit off her back, but other than that, I think she's, she's pretty well-rounded. Uh, next fight, Odie Osborne, eight and two. He, he's fighting Brian Kellner. Kellner, I feel like he hasn't won a fight in like six years. Uh, he had a nice little streak there at 135. So yeah, so he made his UFC debut. He beat Yuri Alcantara, which was kind of a big upset in my opinion. Alcantara, again, not a world beater, but a guy who's been around forever. Lost to Marlon Vera by armbar. Then he went on a two-fight win streak. He beat Henan Brow, which was his biggest win. Uh, TKO Damian Stasiak, and then he got knocked out by John Lineker, and then Montel Jackson darts him in the first round. He's had uh, Domingo Pilarte canceled. He had uh, Montel Jackson canceled before the fight. Uh, Mitch Gagnon canceled. Now he's fighting Odie Osborne. A guy who, you know, Ariel had on a lot. You know, he's like a rapper or something. I've never been a huge fan of him. Odie Osborne is one of the few guys from this past season of the Contender Series where I really thought he st- stuck out to me. Uh, Jamaican-born guy, I think, or maybe not Jamaican-born, but, you know, he's he's a Jamaican descent, I should say. Um, he looked really good in the Contender Series. One by armbar, fought a tough dude. He only has – he has two losses, uh, one by knee bar, one by decision. Other than that, you know, he's – Got a lot of wins by a lot of different ways, a lot of submissions, a lot of um, two, at least three triangle chokes, a couple TKOs. Uh, really, really good fight for him. I think this line is fairly close. Kellner is probably the underdog, um, but Odie Osborne, again, I thought he looked really smooth and, 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 and looked like he had to put together on the contender series. Looked, uh, it's only had 10 fights. He's a young kid, um, but he looked he looked really well. He looked really, he fought well, and, and, and uh, I like this kid a lot. Next up, Tim Elliott versus Askar Askarov. Don't know much about Askar, if I'm being completely honest with you guys here. He has had one fight in the UFC. It was a draw against Brandon Moreno. Uh, Tim Elliott coming off uh, a, a horrible loss his last time out. He got Devin Severo, T, uh, excuse me, guillotine choking him in the first round. Besides that, his only other fight was in 2017. Tim Elliott, you know, kind of has a weird record. We, we, this always trips me up. A weird record. 
He's 15 and 9 and 1, right? That's not the best record in the world. Won the Ultimate Fighter, got a title shot, looked pretty good against Demetrius. Kind of an awkward guy, but I think his biggest problem is, is, is I think he's not consistent. He doesn't fight often enough in the UFC. He's been cut from the UFC before. Kind of, you know, he, he's in that Kansas City camp, I believe, with James Krause. He's, he's out in the Midwest somewhere, I think. Um, but, you know, he's a very talented guy. Askar Askarov, again, doesn't have a UFC win yet. Has a draw with Brandon Moreno, which is, you know, nothing, uh, no problem there. I think I kind of remember that fight. I'd have to rewatch it again, which I will before we do the pickums. But, uh, that's a good fight. That's a good, that's a good fight for 125 right there. Uh, Tim Elliott, again, I'm leaning him right now just because he's more of a name, but I got to look a more, I got to look up Askar a little bit more before I make my decision. Next up, we got 205ers, Aleska Kamor, who I don't know, guys. I don't know him. Okay. So coming off the contender series, flying knee, ground and pound over Fabio Charant. Uh, all wins by TKO punches or whatever. So he is definitely, and he's from Ohio. Oh, this is Stipe's guy. I remember this kid now. Okay, yeah. So he's fighting. He's Stipe's dude. Yep. Okay, Alexa Kamor, Stipe's guy. He had like a French flag. It was throwing me off. Uh, yeah, I remember this kid from the Contender Series. Right. Um, pr- pretty decent skills. He does have power. The All those stoppages he has, the competition wasn't stiff. But uh, he looked good in the Contender Series. I remember Dana got a call from Stipe like, you better sign this fucking guy. He's fighting Justin Ledette at 205. I think there's a perfect fight for both guys at this point. Ledette used to be a pretty tough out. I mean, he went to a decision with Rakic. He got knocked out by Johnny Walker. He fought a heavyweight. He fought Chase Sherman. He fought Mike Garbeard. Uh, the guy never really got finished besides Johnny Walker. He, he's a tough dude. He's long. I like him at light heavyweight. Uh, Alexa Kamara is a little bit shorter. If, I, if, 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 if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he not that tall? What is he? Yeah, so he's six foot. Six foot is 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 pretty average for two hundred five. I think Ledet's at least six. How tall do you think he is? I'm I'm going complete guess here, and I haven't looked it up yet. I promise you, I think he's about six four. What is he? Six four. Fucking nailed it. So Ledet obviously is going to have a reach. He's taller, and he's um you know he fancies himself a boxer. He's I don't think you got to worry about this fight going to the ground. Kimura looked really explosive in the contender series fight. Looked like he slowed down just enough. That worried me, but he did get the finish in the second round. Um, training at strong style, so you know he's probably got pretty well rounded. They have a decent camp up there. Um, you know Jeff Hughes and and, and Stipe and, and now this uh, this kid right here. Um, yeah, that's gonna be an interesting fight. I don't know the line on this fight. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, I'm assuming Ledet's gonna be a pretty big underdog, and I think. You know, there wouldn't be crazy. I don't like going against Ohio, but it wouldn't be crazy to put some money on Ledet. Chas Kelly versus Grant Dawson. Uh, Chas Kelly coming off a uh, a win over Jordan Griffin and then two losses after that. He hasn't been super active. Uh, he's down there at the uh, Hard Knocks 365 with, with Usman. Grant Dawson coming off a Trezano uh, rear naked choke. This kid coming off the contender series. Very grappler heavy. Doesn't get tired. In your face. Uh, this is kind of like it kind of fits into Chaz Kelly's game plan because Chaz is going to take you down as well. I mean, it's really hard to take someone seriously when their name's Chaz. If you're listening, it's your name's Chaz. I'm sorry. That's just a rough name. Like just he just needs to throw an E on it and go by Chase. Chaz, I just, you know, it reminds me of the movie Airheads with Brandon Fraser. He was, he was Chaz, but his real name was Chester. You know, Chester's better than Chaz. I mean, am I crazy? Um, this fight's kind of awkward. I don't know which way I'm going to go in this fight. I think I'm going to bet every fight. I don't know which way I'm going to go in this fight. Obviously, I'm leaning towards Grant Dawson. I think he'll be the heavy, heavy favorite in this fight. Again, I got to go over the numbers. We'll have that uh, later this week. But 
I'm going to go Grant Dawson. I don't love Chad Skelly, but again, I don't love Grant Dawson either. It's kind of a, kind of a weird fight. Next up, Nas, uh, Nasserat Hasparas versus Drew Dober. I love Nasserat. This is a guy who I slept on. He looks exactly like Kelvin Benjamin, 155 pound Kelvin Benjamin. Um, you know, guy slept, I think he's German, but he's like Iraqi. He's got a very unique background to him. Trains in America, I believe. Um, Drew Dober, again, a guy who's been kind of resurged, right? You know, he was a very tied up prospect as, as an amateur. And then even as an early pro dropped off a little bit. Now I think he's at a good camp. I want to say he's at Alliance. No, Denver, right? He's an evolution fight team. Um, coming off a win over knockout Polar Reyes. Before that, he got armbarred by Benil Darius where he was winning that fight. Three fights before that he won, and then he lost a Olivia on Bursay. I think he's only been at uh, Evolution for a, a team elevation for a little bit. Um, this could be a really good fight. Nasraz is a guy who I really, really like. I think this guy's super, super talented. He hits hard. He's he's got a crazy, crazy good gas tank. Um, you know, he's fought some really tough guys in his in his UFC career already. Marcin Hell was his debut. He lost in Nance decision. That's an awkward matchup. Marcin just goes for takedown after takedown. He fought Mark uh Dakanis. One by decision. Tabo Guti won by decision and knocked out Joaquin Silva. You gotta you gotta remember this kid's young. He lost his pro debut. This kid's what? 24 years old. Like I the sky's the limit for this kid. I like him. Um, yeah, and I think he's a heavy favorite, which kind of sucks. I, I figured with Drew Dober kind of having the record that he does and, and and having maybe some more experience and fought in some of the better competition. I figured the line wouldn't be that big, but I'm pretty sure Nasrat is like a minus two something. Wouldn't be a crazy bet, but might be a crazy bet. Next up, Andre Feely versus Sadiq Yusuf. I think underdog, or I'm saying a low-key fight of the night, in my opinion. Feely is on a roll. I've always doubted Feely, and he always shows up, and he shoves it down my fucking throat. It just so happens that he's fighting one of my guys. Sadiq Yusuf is one of my guys. He's on Team MMA Takes. He's royalty on this podcast um i love his skill i love his mental i love who he's training with um and i think that you know this is a really really good test for him we're gonna see where sadiq's at right we're gonna see if he can take it to the next level or if feely comes out there and starches him or he doesn't look well against feely then we're gonna maybe reassess where he's at but this is a really really good matchup fantastic matchmaking by the guys at the ufc sean shelby mcmaynard uh love that fight macy barber versus roxanne montefari great fight uh, I think Roxanne is a minus twelve hundred favorite. Something crazy. If Roxanne closes anywhere higher than plus four hundred, you got to put a couple bucks on her. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it is what it is, right? I mean, Roxanne's a vet. I mean, she could do. And I think Macy Barber's gonna fucking steamroller. But Roxanne is a vet. Anything can happen. Next up, Anthony Pettis versus Diego Ferrar. A fight that I thought I was sneaking by with. Right? I love Diego in this fight. I thought Pettis was gonna be the huge underdog. I'm just gonna be the huge favorite. He's the fucking underdog. He's like a two plus two hundred underdog. So now I gotta think: Could Anthony Pettis win the fight? Absolutely, he could. I don't like I don't like that he's yo-yoing a weight. Two fights at 170. Now he's going back to 55. I think the weight cuts could be a little rough for him. I saw him on Instagram. He doesn't look, in my opinion, to be in the craziest shape. It's kind of tough to get up for a Diego Ferrari when you just fought Nate Diaz. I understand that. Ferrari is on a tear. I've won a lot of money with Ferrari. I've taken him as an underdog before. I've taken him as a favorite. Really, really solid guy that many people don't know about at 155. I think this is trouble for Anthony Pettis, if I'm being honest with you. But at plus two, whatever he is, I'm going to take a long look at Anthony Pettis. Next up, uh, Claudio Gadella versus Alexa Grasso. I mean, who cares fight? Uh, I don't really like either of these girls. I don't think, you know, Claudia is, you know, always at the top. She's got a good record, but she's never impressed me. 
Alexa Grasso is a girl who kind of stunk earlier in the UFC career, and now she's making a resurgence now. She's got the Mexican heritage, so you know they're going to put her in Mexico. But other than that, I really don't care about this fight. Alexio Lennon versus Maurice Green, kind of a weird token heavyweight fight for the card. Don't love this fight either. Uh, lean in Olenek, but, you know, this can go away. Co-main event, Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. Rematch, kind of like how they're putting the females at the co-main event for the Connor fight. Um, I think this fight's going to be kind of boring. Uh, you know, Raquel is, is she's she's talented, but I don't think she's talented as Holly. This was Holly's first fight in the UFC. Close split decision win. Raquel's gotten better, but I think Holly's gotten 10 times better. I mean, she's won the title. Um, and I think this could be a problem for Raquel, but Raquel's so tough that there's going to be no finish and it's going to be Raquel kind of stalking Holly. Holly's going to kind of maybe move a lot in this fight, throw from the outside and probably give you a little underwhelming, but that takes us to the main event. Conor McGregor, Donald Cerrone cannot be underwhelming. I mean, Conor McGregor has never been in a boring fight. Donald Cerrone's never been in a boring fight. Both these guys have action pack written all over them. Connor saying you're a bitch if you shoot first or a cowgirl if you shoot first or whatever it is trying to bait Donald to uh, stand up with him the whole time which I think Cerrone will anyway I mean if Cerrone gets hurt he'll look for a takedown but I really don't think he's going to get a takedown on uh, on uh, Connor he definitely won't shoot on Connor I think Cowboy's really good in the clinch I think he can maybe body lock take him down if he wants to go that route I do think he wants to maybe rough up uh, Connor in the clinch, work the body, work the knees, work the elbows, kind of what Nate did against Pettis. I kind of see that being Cowboy's strategy here. Connor's going to want the space. Cowboy's really good in space, too. I think Cowboy's hands aren't as strong as Connor's, and I think Cowboy has better kicks. But uh, his last few fights, um, like the Alex, uh, Alexander Hernandez fight where he won, I thought his kicks didn't look as sharp. And then with the Tony fight, I thought the kicks would be important. Um, he did throw a lot of kicks, but they they, they were kind of telegraphed. They weren't as sharp as as they used to be. I'm hoping he, it, that's the one key takeaway. A lot of, I keep hearing from people, and I tend to agree with them, is Connor's never really had a deal with someone that throws a ton of head kicks, right? He's focusing on boxing. He's got his old boxing coach there. You got to remember, this is MMA. Kicks can happen. Donald Cerrone has a dangerous left and right head kick, body kick, wherever. Um, I see Connor wanting to keep this fight distant, wanting to kind of pull out there, maybe throw some hands um catch Cerrone early I think he'll be patient I think he'll be accepting wherever this fight goes I think Cerrone's gonna come out a little scared um he always starts off slow he always comes out a little timid in that first round he doesn't show up for the big fights that's the knock on him this is there's no bigger fight than this you're the main event against Conor McGregor getting paid a lot of money um I see Conor coming out strong patient but strong kind of like what he did with the DS2 he's gonna pick his shots land his shots I think Cowboy needs to come out fast he needs to come out fast he needs to get connor's respect with something body kick leg kick he needs to show what he wants to do right he needs to show like this is my game plan i'm gonna chew up your fucking legs or this is my game plan i'm gonna keep throwing fucking high kicks at you until you you miss one until you don't see one right um donald needs to go out there and lay his foundation right away he never really does that right he's not a fast starter he's kind of a slow starter but He's also not like a Carter machine like Nate Diaz. So I see this fight kind of playing out. First round, I see Connor maybe hurting him a little bit and then going to the second round and then either Cowboys get a fucking step up and do it, right? Jitters are gone or Connor's going to run away with it. So it's going to be an entertaining fight either way. You can't lose, right? How do you not like... Cerrone's not one of my guys, but he's not a guy I ever root against, right? Like, how do you not like Cowboy Cerrone? Like, you know, Connor's one of my guys, I can see why people don't like Connor, but he's he's my guy. So I, you know, it is what it is. But uh pay-per-view, all in all, I give it a maybe like a B minus or a C minus, since that's what that fucking guy gave me. 
Um, but I mean, Connor's fighting, and there's some really good fights on this card. Nasrat, I'm really excited for that. Feely fight's really good. Um, the Alexa Kamara, I want to see what that kid's got against Justin Ledet. I think both guys have a really good. That's a good matchup for both of them. UFC debut versus a guy who's probably out of the UFC, right? If he loses. Odie Osborne coming off the contender series. I'm really interested in him fight. Macy Barber's a fucking star. Anthony Pettis versus Diego Farr. That's going to be an insane fight as well. So a lot, a lot of good fights on this card. Um, but again, not the best card, right? But there's some interesting fights. People like me, hardcore guys, ain't no fucking casual, man. Huh? Uh, we're going to love it. But obviously, it's not the strongest card in the world. Um, but you know, again, you got Connor. So that's it. That's the show. Uh, where are we at? 48 minutes. Damn. I just gabbed away. Sorry if I, I went too, uh, too deep in all my, my, my problems, my, you know, it's just, I'm an impatient guy and I ordered all these things for Christmas and it's January 13th and I don't fucking have them yet. You know what I mean? I'm uh, where's Brian's Christmas? You know, my daughter got a tent. She got a fucking table. She's got a dollhouse. I mean, they're, 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 they're. I'm a child, guys. All right. So listen. Uh, next, next, not next week. Later this week, Devin and I will record. Put it out Friday for our picks. I'll be headed down to the casino on Friday to place my bets. I'm excited. I haven't placed a bet in probably like two, three weeks, maybe. Whenever the last UFC was, I you know went down there and placed a bet. So very excited for that. Um, hopefully, I'm going to win a ton of money. I'm on vacation next week from work. I think I'm going to work a little bit of it, but I think I'm going to fucking work in that garage, get grinding, 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 and then uh, I'm going to make my final selections on the MMA team club gym I want to join, which we'll get into next week. So again, MMA Takes Podcast on Instagram, MMA Takes on Twitter. Follow me. Follow all the stuff. Interact with me. I love it. Uh, don't be mean too mean to Brock Les- or Brock Lesnar again. I fucking did it. Don't be mean too mean to Brock Weaver, but maybe tweet him or Instagram and be like, "Hey, what's up with MMA Tapes Podcast, man?" Um, and again, if you know the outro song, hit me up on on either of those platforms and let me know if you know who it is. Because if you don't know it, then I don't know if we can be best friends. But if you do know it, then I mean, we'll go shopping for best friend rings later. All right, I'll see you. Escort this gentleman to the door. Real good. The name is Dalton.